shit, period. All right? If you got a group of people that you call your friends and shit and they not supportive, fuck them hoes. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm the host, Anaya Ivy, who does the most. Now, <laughs> I wanted to say something else besides my original thing I always say. But anyways, um, thank you guys for supporting, subscribing, um, letting my podcast be your top podcast for 2023. I was like, OMG, because a bitch barely posted. But um, definitely do appreciate the love and support and the fact that you guys even have me in conversation when it comes to podcast recommendations. I highly do appreciate it. So um, today's episode is going to be a little different. I'm going to talk about my 2023 and just what the year was for me just reflecting um, talking about my pregnancy journey and motherhood because my baby girl is here. Um, so we're going to get into some Q and a questions that you guys had asked me on my Instagram story. Um, I want to make sure that I answer most of these questions. I did get a lot of questions, which I'm super excited about. And, um, I did tell you guys in previous episodes that I wanted to use my platform and be vocal about my pregnancy journey, things I've learned about being, um, just being a woman, like this is a whole new phase of womanhood. And, um, just my thoughts and that's it. So anyways, if you are interested in listening to today's episode, stay tuned. Whether you're walking, driving, getting your nails done, getting your hair done, cleaning up, laying down, relaxing, whatever you're doing. Okay. Um, relax and let's just get into it. 2023 was an emotional roller coaster. Oh my God. Like I am so happy that 2023 is behind me like it was the worst slash best year of my life and when I say that I mean like there were so many things that were challenging um that I had to face as a woman that I had to face as a business owner there there were so many challenges that I had to face that were uncomfortable but it pushed me in the direction to do better, to change, to make adjustments. And sometimes we don't understand the test that God gives us. And we're like, what, what is this? What, what am I supposed to do with this? And I think that my mindset and just who I am as a person, I'm always going to rise above the madness. I'm always going to figure out a way. I'm always going to find the good in the bad. So, you know, 2023 for me personally was just a roller coaster. It was just all over the place. Um, and you know, when you have people around you, and this is not to point fingers or to take a take, you know, um, or put the blame on someone else, but sometimes when you are not surrounded by genuine love and support, and those things can distract you from what's important. Like, I'm someone who is very important, and I'm not saying that in a bragging, boosting, like, you know, I'm all into myself type of way. But, you know, I know my purpose and I'm on a mission and I cannot let anyone or anything stop me from my purpose. And for a while, I've allowed myself to take a break and 
play the back role and support this person and love this person and show up for this person. And, and when it's time for Anaya and her shit, it's like I'm giving the bare minimum. And I've noticed that for 2023, when it came to my podcast, when it came to YouTube, when it came to my business, when it came to me, like, okay, now we're not doing this shit no more. You know, there has to be a balance when it comes to our personal life and our desires and dreams. And that's something that I had to learn. Also, too, while being pregnant, learning the balance between how I feel and how it affects my child. So that was, it was a lot of things I had to learn. Um, as a woman going into motherhood and and just maturing that's that's the main thing i will say 2023 has matured me um and it's been an eye opening year but baby it was ghetto so goodbye and good day okay <laughs> like i never want to think and, and re- fucking reflect again um but yeah 2023 has it a number and I'm blessed and thankful that I was able to close out the year healthy with a new baby girl, um, have my mental right. And, you know, just having supportive and loving people around you is so important. I can't stress that enough because when life is lifing, you need people that care about you, like genuinely, not people that show up because they want to know your business, not people that want to be around because it boosts their ego, but genuine people that that really want to see you happy and win. That is so important. And like I said, 2023 was really ghetto for me. It was like I had moments where it's like, yay, I'm doing this. I'm doing great. I'm accomplishing this. And then it's like, whoo, I'm sad. I'm crying. I'm not okay. I'm not fucking happy. This is not how it's supposed to go. And, you know, the mind is such a powerful thing. And and I've mastered out of sight, out of mind. And, you know, you cannot stress over things you have no control over. And um, shout outs to my parents because this year has been, uh, how do I say this? 2023 has been a year where I got way closer with my parents. And I think I had to lean on them more because I was pregnant. I had questions about parenting and what to expect. And, you know, everyone has a new role going into 2024. I have a new role. My brother has a new role. My friends have a new role. Everyone around me, my parents, everyone has a new role going into 2024. And a child is a blessing. And it brings family together. I've never been close to my family as much as I have been the last past nine months of me being pregnant, the support that I've received from my cousins and my aunts. It's beautiful. It really is. So, you know, like I said, it was ghetto. (laughs) And it was a year that I've really had to mature. And I'm very mature, but mature in other areas of my life. Um, And I'm grateful for that. You know, some people are amazed by my strength and um, amazed how I can just, you know, how do I say this, can just work past the bullshit. I just, you know, I'm a person, I was raised by my parents who hustled. My, my mother told me when when they had me, my dad was working two jobs and she was like doing everything with me by herself. And they were struggling and my mother wanted to go back to school and they were young. And I come from hardworking parents and I come from parents that got it out the mud. So when people are like, you know, and I really... Um, showed grace during your pregnancy, I was stressed the fuck out. I was stressed out, working, trying to maintain everything, but I do it with grace because I'm a woman. We we know how to multitask and juggle stuff. And when shit has to be done, it just has to get done. And 
I did do it with grace. I did it with style and grace. You know, um, I'm glad that I was able to encourage women to get dolled up and cute and fancy and rock that baby bump because being pregnant doesn't mean you have to look like a lump on a log. You got to show up and, and, you know, if you, if you look good, you feel good. You know what I mean? So you have to show up as your best self in any phase of your life pregnant after pregnancy, um, as a mom, new mom, you know, whatever, as a wife, girlfriend, business owner, you have to show up and show out and show your best self. And that's what I did. Even though days where I feel like I'm tired, I don't want to fucking do anything. I want to sleep or I just want to like not exist today. I had to show up because who else is going to do it? (laughs) Who else is going to show up for me besides me? And, you know, when you have life growing inside of you, it gives you a whole different motivation of like, I got to get this shit done. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to prepare myself. So it it really, you know, you'd be surprised how much strength you have when you are not feeding yourself like I can't. Like I never told myself I couldn't do anything because I was pregnant. I was not handicapped during my pregnancy. Like I fucking climbed mountains. I busted my ass. I worked. I did this. I did that. You know, like nothing stopped me. Nothing. And I want to encourage women to know that like you can do anything you set your mind to and I didn't allow my pregnancy to slow me down if anything baby girl gonna have to keep up (laughs) so yeah 2023 bye good what I said earlier goodbye and good day okay So some of you guys may know or may not know, I never shared publicly whether I was doing a home birth or not. And I have my reasons. And I would suggest this to any mother-to-be or new mom. Like, keep certain shit to yourself because people love to fucking project. OMG. I had never experienced so much um, like projection in my fucking life until this year. Like everybody has an opinion. Everybody has an input. Everybody suggests this. Everybody think that you should take their advice. Everybody think they have all the answers, especially the internet. Jesus, like OMG. So, um, I never shared publicly that I was doing a home birth because I didn't want anybody to install fear into my plans. Okay. And I say that because there are plenty of moms who may want to do a home birth and they have a conversation with a friend, a family member. And the first thing that they do is, why you want to do that? Or, or, you know, like people install fear and they don't realize it. Like, it's crazy. So for me, I never shared publicly because I didn't want my my followers to be like, oh, because there's people who love to tell you the dangers of shit as if you don't fucking know um, or tell you their experience as if you care. Um, so my advice to anybody who is pregnant and wanting to do a home birth, you don't have to explain to anybody why you want to do that. Um, and you don't have to tell people like I didn't tell anybody like people that know me in real life knew, but I never shared that online because I didn't want people projecting their experiences onto me. And I think that when we talk about mm, being pregnant and the pregnancy journey, Mothers don't realize, like, they say things and it's like, "Mm, I didn't really need to hear that. It was kind of unnecessary. It was kind of unwanted. You know, even though it could be innocent, it's like, yeah, girl, you can do this to yourself. So anyways, (laughs) so that's one of the reasons. Um, But I did have a home birth. I had a successful home birth. 
And um, my personal choice and reasoning behind having a home birth is because I just fucking wanted to. Um, I'm not a person who is into like you know, uh, the hospitals and doctors and nurses. And when you start doing your own personal research about how black women are handled in the hospitals and how, um, just statistics, you guys can do your own research. I was reading different articles and books and things like that during my pregnancy journey. And I was just uninterested in having that hospital experience where you're like rushed to give birth or they let anybody in the room or, you know, they want to offer you and, and recommend that you get a C-section or force you to have multiple different shots for your pain and for your labor. I just didn't want that. I didn't want to subscribe to those things. Instead, I wanted to have control over my birthing experience and... That's just what I wanted. I wanted to be in the comfort of my home. I wanted to have say of the atmosphere and in the vibe of what, you know, I want my child to enter to. I didn't want a bunch of random people touching my child and nurses and, you know, they're harshly washing my baby. I, I had no interest in none of those things. I wanted to have 100% control over my experience. And I think that home birth allows mothers to have that intimate experience versus being in the hospital. And when you talk to women who have experienced birth in hospitals, most of the stories is not that great. And um, yeah, like I just didn't want to experience that, especially with my first child and me being pregnant for the first time. I had no um, intentions on wanting to be drugged up. I wanted to feel the full experience of what it is to give life I didn't want, you know, even when you hear about the epidural, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, um, how it's a long, big-ass needle and that you can possibly be paralyzed. Why the fuck would I want to experience? Why would I want to? No, no, I'm good. Thank you. I'm a woman. My body is made for this, and I'm going to experience this full-blown on. Now, I know you guys are listening like, Anaya, you're fucking crazy. I am. I'm not human, you guys. <laughs> Also, too, I have a very high tolerance for pain, and I keep stressing this. Um, if you're someone who actively works out, and you know how when you're first back in the gym and you're working out and your body is sore and you fight through that pain and the next few days you don't feel shit, yeah, that's what it feels like when you're dealing with certain things in life and it's like, oh my God, it was the worst pain ever. You know, I feel like when you work out and you feel them fucking joint pains and your ass hurt and you sore and you know you waking up the next day to do it all over again, that's a strength that is impeccable. So for me personally, I've endured um, and I've also know how to handle my pain because of working out. So shout outs to all my gym babes that know how to fight through the fucking pain because if you can do that, you can survive a lot of shit. So for me personally, the mind is such a powerful tool and I think that that's the main thing that women need to know, especially new moms when it comes to childbirth. And also too, I was educated on what the birthing experience will look like. So I highly recommend to any new mom or mothers who are pregnant and they're having more children to take a birthing class. When I took a birthing class, it was highly recommended and mandatory through my midwife slash doula to take it. And I had two sessions of my birthing class. And in that birthing class, 
It taught me so much about what to expect, how to handle my contractions, how to have positive affirmations and say it to myself and make sure that my support team that is going to be in my home when I give birth also is aware of positive things to tell me while I'm experiencing these contractions. So those things were very, very important. Breathing. I think that a lot of women need to know this. Breathing is the most important when you are going into labor. Breathe, breathe, and breathe, okay? But anyways, let's get into these questions because I want to make sure that I answer them and you know, okay. So this one says, congrats on baby girl. Did you leave the placenta attached to the baby or did you cut it right away? She says, oh, so no, my child was actually, my daughter was attached to her placenta for at least an hour, so we didn't cut it right away, and my mom actually cut the biblical cord, and I recorded it, and it was so beautiful. So the next question is, did you keep your placenta? Yes, I did. And I wanted to make this known whether you're giving birth in a hospital or at home, you should keep your placenta, especially if you are a woman of color. Um, these, Your placenta actually can be used for healing properties, so people that give it up... Um, you know, that don't want it, those those properties that, that a placenta carry can be used in procedures, spinal surgeries, medical needs, different things. So also, too, your placenta is worth a lot of money. And um, me personally, I kept mine and I'm going to have mine capsulated. So I will be sharing details on my Instagram, on the company that I'm working with. And I'm excited because they're going to do a whole video dedicated on how they are going to take my placenta and make it into capsules that I can take, which is supposed to be great for um, energy, vitamin, I think C, helps with postpartum depression and just my healing process after birth. So I did keep it and that's a personal choice. Everyone can feel free to keep it or not keep it. But I think that if you are a woman of color, you should keep it and educate yourself on what to do and how you would like to utilize your placenta. So this question says, how was your doula experience? How did you prepare mentally for birth? So I kind of wanted to touch on this because I just was recently educated on the difference between a midwife and a doula. I think my pregnancy brain has now left the building. But um, a midwife is someone who actually will deliver your baby. A doula is someone who comforts you during your birth. Labor. So basically, like prenatal care is with your midwife, not a doula. So I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. So if anybody's wondering or maybe confused um, about the difference with the two, so you can give birth in the hospital and have a doula, which your doula can advocate and speak for you when it comes to your needs. Sometimes women who are giving birth in the hospital, they feel like their needs are not met or they feel like the nurses or doctors are not catering to what makes them feel comfortable. Your doula will advocate for you. You in the hospital. So um, my experience was great. I mean, it's it's important to know that our history as black women, my great, great grandmother was a doula in Alabama. So for me, knowing the history and the bloodline of women that I come from, it was important for me to educate myself and find myself a midwife and a doula. Um, just because, like I said, I've always kind of wanted to do a home birth. So I enjoyed the experience of, you know, having a village of women that I know that I see <laughs> at least 
I don't even know how many times a month, but a handful of times each month to make sure that I'm healthy, my baby's healthy, my blood pressure's good, everything looks good. And I see these women when it comes to um, labor. So that's another thing to keep in mind when you are picking a midwife or a doula or considering home birth, you are going to see the same women you've been seeing for months during your labor. So it's not like a hospital experience where you are seeing strange strangers you've never met before and different people coming in and out the room with your baby. No, this is the same three people that I've been seeing for the last six months. So that gives you a sense of comfort um, when it comes to, you know, childbirthing and things like that. How did you prepare mentally for birth? To be honest, um, damn, how did I prepare mentally? Um, I don't know, to be honest. It was just like, this is something I have to do. I don't know. The way my mindset is, it's amazing because sometimes I try to understand my thought process and how I think. And sometimes it doesn't make sense when I try to express it or explain it to someone else. But I'm just a person who is like, okay, this is what has to be done and it's time to do it. I'm not someone who's afraid and scared of things. Um, so mentally I just was in a space of wanting to just meet my child and just embark on this new journey called motherhood. So I don't know. I hope I answered that question. <laughs> okay. So this question says during the journey, what did you surround your space with as far as lighting, sense, etc.? So, um, during my contraction, so during my birthing class, I had learned that when you start to feel your contractions, that is not the time to call your midwife or go to the hospital. <laughs> because literally, it's almost like, you know how you pre-bake an oven? That doesn't mean you're going to put the cookies right in the way. You're going to pre-bake the oven, preheat the oven so it can get ready. So when it's time for you to put your cookies in, it's time to cook. So that's how I like to look at it when you first start your contractions. Um, so when I first got my contractions, I cleaned up my house just to keep busy and keep moving. Um, and I think, what did I make it to be comfortable? I don't think I did anything special. Um, I was supposed to come up with a playlist. Didn't do that. Um, I had some candles burning. Um, I did have my bathroom lights because I was in my bathroom when it, when it came to when my contraction started to get heavier. My midwife told me to get into the tub. That was going to help my body relax. So in the bathroom, I did have music playing and I did have my lights and I had purple lights. <laughs> so that made me feel comfortable. And, and that's the beauty of home birth is that you can set the tone in your home versus being in a hospital where you feel like you're the help or you're sick or something's wrong with you. At home, I felt comfortable. Like, this is my space. And I could have done more, but I think having a clean house and it smelling good, like clothes wash, floors clean, dishes clean, I think that having a clean environment was helpful during um, my contractions and going into labor. How divine did your home birth experience feel before, during, and after? Um, it was amazing, you guys. It really was. It was amazing because I called the shots of how I was going to feel and just set the tone of what the vibe was going to be. So that right there was just it for me. Um, the experience of, I think, you know what, even though like it was my experience, I think witnessing my mom experience her first childbirth, 
my mom has a weak stomach and she is not into a lot of things like me and my mom are totally opposite she's an Aries I'm a cancer so you know things that I'm into like doing home birth natural is not something my mother would ever do she's like uh uh-uh brought me to the hospital where's my epidural like me and her are totally different so I'm more of a risk taker I'm more of a rebel so to see my mom get out of her comfort zone for me was beautiful to witness and watch um because yeah it's like mom you know comfort me and I, I and I think that you know when we talk about childbirth the only person who can relate to you I mean <laughs> your partner eh, so much but your mother can relate to you because she gave you life and I think that circle and cycle of witnessing your child give birth to your grandchild is so powerful and important and I wanted my mom to be present and to be there and to experience that because that's a life-changing moment for her. It's a full circle moment to see her baby girl give birth to her baby girl. So, you know, it was a beautiful thing. Even though it was my experience, I felt like it was special for my mom to witness because everyone cannot say they've done that, you know, or they've seen their child give birth naturally. And my mom was able to cut them biblical cords. She witnessed, she watched, she she gave me motivation. She encouraged me. She gave me affirmation, you know, and, and I think that I wouldn't have changed that experience. And I'm so grateful and happy that my mom was there. And, and, and that got her out of her comfort zone. Like I said, my mom has a weak stomach. So to see her kind of put her fears to the side and show up as a mother and be there for me, was was beautiful, even though it was my experience, but it was an experience that she shared with me. So this question says, how would you describe your experience of pushing out the placenta after baby girl came? So I have a friend, her name is Kai, and she has a now five-month-old baby girl. And me and her were having a conversation about the placenta, and she was telling me, like, you know, once she gave birth to her baby, she felt the relief. But once she pushed that placenta out is when she really felt like, I'm I'm like good, you know, and I didn't get what she was telling me when we were having this conversation until it happened to me. So, yes, I pushed out my baby girl and she's and she's on my chest and we're having that skin on skin contact. But the placenta is still inside. And once I pushed that out, that was like, oh, baby, I'm done. <laughs> like this is over with. It was like a it was a a sense of form of relief once the placenta was completely out. So, yeah. Um, This one says, the next question is, how do you feel after giving birth physically and mentally? Physically, I was fucking tired because, um, yeah, I was just tired. I was having contractions all through the night, okay? And I was sleepy. So my energy level was very low because I was tired and I couldn't sleep because the contractions were kicking my ass. So I was kind of cranky, irritated, hungry, annoyed, you know, all of the normal feelings that most women would feel. Um, mentally, mentally, I'm I'm in a great space, you guys. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. Um I don't, I'm on cloud nine. I don't know how to explain this feeling. Like I wake up every morning and I'm so excited to like be in her world. I don't know. It's, it's weird. (laughs) So, um, it's a feeling that I didn't know I could feel. 
And I'm excited to walk into this new journey and, and responsibility and title that I have coming into the new year. So yeah, what made you decide to get a midwife? Um, my decision on having a midwife was due to the fact of the history of, you know, when you look at black women and how we were giving birth as slaves and things like that, we didn't have money to go to the hospital. We didn't have the resources. We had women in the village that were already like, okay, this is what you do. This is how you do it. You know, as like they say, like to say you went to Big Mama when you were pregnant and she helped you during your birthing experience and things like that. So when you find out the history when it comes to midwives and doulas, that was something that my ancestors, your ancestors, um, we're doing. And for me, coming into this new phase and, and, and stepping into a womanhood level that I've never been on, I wanted to embrace and cherish and honor my ancestors and women of my bloodline before me by doing a home birth and doing it natural and finding a midwife. I wanted to honor and respect that, you know. So that was a personal choice that I wanted to do and experience. So, yeah. Um, the next question, um, okay, let's see. What's the next one? Cause some of these are like repeating. How long did, how long was the labor? My labor, I think was about 12 hours. It was about 12 hours long and I was ready for it to be over. Cause at that point I was fucking annoyed. I was like, all right, this, these fucking <laughs> contractions, <laughs> The best way I could describe it, it felt like waves coming in, in and out, waves coming in, in and out. Um, so, yeah, let's see. What helped you through the pain? Did you have affirmations? Yes, I did have affirmations. Um, like I stated before, I just told myself I could do this. My midwife actually did give me an affirmation card. It said this pain is powerful, but I was made to do this. And that was a beautiful affirmation card that she had gave me. And I kept it on my fridge um, for about a month before I even went into labor as a constant reminder that I I made for this. This is, this is natural, you know, for a woman like myself, a divine goddess, to experience this experience. And I never wanted to cheat myself out of experiencing it full blown on. Um, so, yeah. The next question is, God forbid, but thoughts on if you had to get an emergency C-section. Um, I didn't. I, I never even thought about that because that was not something because my baby from my midwife, when you go for your prenatal checkups, they can see how the baby is positioned. And my baby was always head down. So C-section was definitely not it. Um, as far as that goes, now you do have babies that are birched, I mean birch. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, or whatever the case may be, but I already knew that that wouldn't be a possibility because I had saw my midwife two days before I went to labor. So I don't think that would have been a reality for me. However, um, I probably would have been very upset because that would have taken away my personal experience of pushing my daughter out. And versus just a doctor cutting me open and then I have a scar and then I felt like I got robbed and cheated personally from that experience. So I'm glad that that wasn't a reality for me. And um, that shit is expensive. And the hospital will push that on especially black women to have a C-section. So, you know, that that's something that I was like, hell nah, 
We ain't got time for um, any advice on finding a person of color doula midwife. Yes, do your research. When I first found out I was pregnant, I was on Google. I was looking up hashtags. I was on different websites. There's different, you know, um, places. Also, too, you can ask an OBGYN if you're going to the doctor. Hey, do you guys work with any midwives or um, doulas? Go to the hospital, nurses. Like, there's people that know. Um, my mom's friend who used to be our neighbor, she met her midwife slash doula in the hospital when she was giving birth to one of her children. And then like a year later, she got pregnant and she ended up having a home birth with that midwife that she met in the hospital. So there's plenty of ways to do your own homework and research into finding and having discernment of who you feel is comfortable based on their experience. My midwife had 40 plus years, um, doing home birth. So I felt comfortable with her level of expertise and experience. And the crazy thing is we met backstage at an Erica Badu concert. <laughs> and, um, you know, I introduced myself. I told her how far, far along I was and that I was in a search of a midwife. And the rest is history. So I think that doing your own homework, doing your own research, finding out um, you know, who is a midwife slash doula in your area, city, where you live, because they're, they're, it's there. You just have to find it. You know what I mean? And Instagram is such a great platform, TikTok, to find a doula and a midwife in your area and just, just have discernment and feel the vibe of like, do I want this woman, you know, um, birthing my child? <laughs> do I feel comfortable? Do I feel a connection? So take your time when you are picking that out. And like I said, um, yeah, it's just, you know, you got to just trust your feeling and do your homework. Okay. So this next question is how early did you start prepping for your home birth a month in advance? So a lot of people were like, oh, Anaya, what's in your labor bag? There is no damn labor bag. It's a labor house. So everything was, um, my midwife, she has a website where you can buy like a home birth kit. So I had everything I needed a month in advance. So we were very well prepared just because when you have a due date, it is possible for your child to be delivered early. So it's highly recommended at 37 weeks that you are fully prepared for your child to come into the world. So I was a month in advance prepared when it came to everything that she would need and that I would need and that my baby would need as far as like her having whatever she needs, whatever I need. So a month in advance. Um, the next question was, where was your mind during the processing of giving birth? To be honest, child, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I don't even think I was thinking. I think that I was so in the moment of feeling my contractions and just focusing on fucking breathing. <laughs> I don't think I thought anything. I think I was just like feeling, moving and just peeing and just in the moment. Like I was so in the moment. Like I don't even think I had a thought process. I was so focused on focusing on breathing and talking to myself. That's where I was. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's really where I was. What did you do prior to becoming pregnant or during to prep for a healthy experience? I ain't do shit besides do what the fuck I've been doing. Eating clean and working out and minding my business. I ain't do nothing different. I didn't change anything. Um, and when I say eating clean, I'm talking about vegetables, fruits, things that are not processed, things that are not unhealthy, like 
working out, going to the gym, continuing like to do outside where I was doing the same shit. So there was nothing that was new. There was nothing that changed. It was like I was doing the same shit I was doing before I got pregnant. I was doing during and I will continue to do after as well. So this question says, <laughs> what did you do for pain management? Nothing. You can't do nothing. You just feel it. <laughs> I didn't want to be drugged up. I didn't want to put anything into my body that wasn't natural. I didn't want none of those things. Like, I didn't even take a Tylenol. I did absolutely nothing. I literally mastered. Like, the mind is such a powerful thing. I cannot keep stressing this. And I know I sound crazy, but the mind is such a powerful tool. And when you are telling yourself that you are okay and that this pain you feel is natural, your body will react to what you are telling it. If you are psyching yourself out like, oh my God, I'm fucking dying. I'm in so much pain. You make the experience 10 times worse. So for me, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm a strong motherfucker. I could do a lot of things. I could conquer a lot of shit. So for me, this was something that I was determined <laughs> to do. So while I was experiencing it, I was just telling myself affirmations and that I'm okay because I am okay. This is natural. You know, I think we as women need to have more open conversations when it comes to childbirth and stop trying to persuade women to be drugged up and not feel. And because when you take those drugs and your body literally shuts down, like all of the your brain uh, sends signals to your body, it's like it shuts down. And in, to me, it's just like, I don't know. I wouldn't have done it any other way, to be honest. Um, and someone basically said, what was your favorite thing about your home birth? My favorite thing was that I didn't have to fucking go nowhere. <laughs> like, I didn't have to lay up in a hospital and eat some nasty-ass hospital food and then get in my car and fucking drive home and then now have to set and create an environment for my baby to feel comfortable when they when she was already born at home. So I didn't have to go anywhere. I didn't have to drive. I didn't have to pack a bag. I didn't have to do shit. So that was my best experience, uh, to me, my favorite part, at least. So I hope that I answered majority of you guys' questions that you had asked me on Instagram. Some of the questions were kind of repetitive. They were like the same question, just worded a little differently. But I hope that this episode is insightful and that it encourages you to do research when it comes to having a midwife, a doula, or even you know, wanting to experience a home birth and also to the importance of having a birthing class. I wanted to kind of talk about a birthing class just because I don't think that if I didn't take that class, I wouldn't have been mentally prepared for labor. So I think that a lot of the times when you are educated and you are mentally prepared, like with a class, you know what you're stepping into versus not knowing and going into labor, having contraction and feel like it's the worst pain in the world, instead of being educated to acknowledge, okay, this is what I'm feeling and this is how I can manage this feeling. So for me personally, I highly recommend and encourage any woman who is currently pregnant to do their own research and to educate themselves and find a birthing class because that birthing class was very, very, very insightful for my birthing um, experience at home when it came to managing my pain, when it came to knowing that 80% of labor is mental. So for me, I wanted to share that with you guys and to encourage and to inspire. I hope that I hear 
you know, more black women giving birth at home. We've seen celebrities give home births um, naturally, as such as Tiana Taylor, Summer Walker, and et cetera. So I think that it's possible when you see women who are young, millennial women, women who are young, thriving, successful, turning away from the hospitals and, and you know, going into the direction where they want to experience home birth at home, whether it's their choice or not. Um, but yeah, so I just hope that this encourages you guys. I'm not trying to persuade anybody's mindset or say, oh, don't do a hospital birth, do a, uh, uh, nobody doing that. This is my personal experience. I enjoyed my experience. Um, and I think that every woman should enjoy their birthing experience and have a say for how they feel and how it goes. So I personally enjoyed mine. Um, I had a wonderful pregnancy. I had a wonderful birthing experience. There's nothing I would have changed or done differently. And um, yeah, I'm just excited for motherhood and this new journey that I'm embarking on. And it's amazing. Like I've literally been on cloud nine. My daughter's perfect. And my family is so happy and excited. Like again, like I said previously earlier in this episode, it brings you more closer to family. And my purpose has definitely um, increased. <laughs> like my purpose on this earth is is big, but now it's gotten bigger because I have a little girl who's going to watch everything I do and say. And that is such a beautiful responsibility. And I'm so honored that she picked me to be her mother. So, you know, um, currently I know the questions was how am I, you know, relaxing and things like that. I'm just soaking up these moments with my daughter, just feeding her and, you know, breastfeeding her, watching her and just watching her smile in her sleep. It's just just a beautiful feeling. And um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Honestly, I, I think that any woman who's contemplating on having children and, you know, wanting to be a parent or feel like, no, I'm going to be a city girl. I'm going to be a high girl. I'm going to be a fly. Listen, I'm still that bitch. <laughs> like, I know some people's like, oh, has it changed you? Um, I don't think that motherhood has changed me yet. Um, I think that it has made me have a different outlook on life, more mature. And um, I'm still a Naya. Like, I still want to get cute and I still want to go out and I still want to get dressed up and I still want to take pictures and, you know, things like that. Nothing has changed when it comes to the essence of who I am as a Naya. But when it comes to being a mother, um, I'm a cancer, so I'll knock a nigga head off behind mine. So, <laughs> off record. Um, but, you know, um, nothing has really changed, but a lot has changed, if that makes any sense. So, I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. And um, no girl talk for this episode, but if you guys are interested in a girl talk for the next episode, feel free to send an email subject to girl talk, keep it anonymous. And I'm here to just be vulnerable, open, raw, and honest, okay? But anyways, I love you guys, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. This episode is sponsored by, well, it could have been you. Well, it should be you. Do you have a brand, a business, or offer a service, and you're looking for more exposure outside of the typical Instagram promo? Well, with podcasts, a podcast ad is perfect for listeners and thousands of people to hear about your business. If you are interested in my personal ad space on the podcast, you guys can send a professional business email to style at gmail.com. It will be 30 seconds and you guys will be able to tell me what you guys want me to say for the ad and it will be placed just like this in a podcast episode. So yeah, take advantage.